As entrepreneurs, we get so zoomed in because we have a mission and we know it could go sideways. Anything can happen. It's a hustle. Which is why I'm such a proponent of partnerships because it is going to be like that. Anyone who says it's going to be peachy forever is wrong. So if you can find somebody to run that race with, it's priceless. It's the greatest asset your company will ever have. You are listening to The Omnipotent Podcast, where we feature thought-provoking conversations with some of the world's most elite and ultra-accomplished entrepreneurs and leaders. Through these stories, we want to inspire you to seek out your true potential and live an omnipotent life. Here is your host, Jean-Paul Gravel. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jean-Paul, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. So so thanks for getting on the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be on here. Listen, last time we were talking, we, we, we hit it off. We started going places. That's right. Do you, remember, do, you remember, do you remember, I think we were talking about, the last thing we were, we were talking about was how one of the most, an important way to be if you want to be in a relationship, in a business relationship, I think it's any kind of relationship actually. And I think what I was saying was I'm, I'm like, I, I fully, fully believe that in order to have a good partnership, a good business relationship, a good marriage, a good anything, good friendship, you have to be able to be very, very honest and be a space where if somebody's honest to you, you do not react, like you're not trying to hold it and you just, you don't take offense, you don't react. And at the same time, you have to be a hundred percent commitment committed to their growth, to what they want. So even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't match up, you have to be able to really communicate that and want mm-hmm. the best for the other person, even if it's not in your favor. That's the yeah. key. Well, it's interesting because when you're in a business partnership, everything is either in your favor or not in your favor when you're working with someone because your lives become so intertwined. And that's one of the things that I'm I'm really trying to help people to understand is that in a business partnership, you have to look at coming together almost like as one, whether there's two, three, four people in a partnership, because whatever they do is going to affect your success. Whatever you do is going to affect their success. Every decision that, that you make, every and whether it's just in business, but also in your personal life, all of these things are going to really affect one another. So there are a few different actions one can take. And one of them is recognizing you must be honest. You must be authentic. You have to be able to be vulnerable. And you have to really see that ego, when it gets in the way, is nothing but a detriment. So there's all these aspects that you need to be able to let go of with your partner and be authentic. So absolutely. Honesty is the most, um, it, it has to be raw almost. It has to be raw. You have to be able to recognize you need to say the hard things. And a lot of times people want to brush stuff under the rug because they think that if I brush it under the rug, we don't have to have this hard conversation. But what ends up happening is that rug builds up. And then the next thing you know, in the middle of your office, you have this mound. And, and it's dangerous. 
And I so just saw, I just saw the mound. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. ugly. Did you see me building it? <laughs> I was building it. It's very good storytelling. <laughs> um, if yeah. you if you if you want to create a space where the other person can be honest, I believe you have to work on yourself and you have to be somebody that does not get triggered. Yeah. If it you if you're somebody that gets triggered, they they you're upset that they're not honest with you. Well, it's because you're going to bite their head off in order for somebody to be honest with you. Because not, not everybody could just spit it out. Some people, yeah. could, don't, are, especially in Vancouver, my God, so everybody's scared to offend everybody. Oh, my God. That's one thing I don't miss about Vancouver. <laughs> I have to go there. I just have to go there. That's good. It's true. It's true. Everybody's like so, so overly polite. But then there's a lot of passive aggressiveness. You can't say anything mm -hmm. to anybody. No, that's very it's true. Kind of, it's kind of weird. No, it is. It is very weird. And that is that there's no place for that in a partnership at all. Um, you really, yeah, you really have to be authentic. You really have to be willing to open up and share every, every bit of idea that you have because it, it affects your decision. So I, I brought up the scenario to you. You know, if I decide in a business that, you know what? Five years from now, I want to retire, right? And, I, and that, that's in the back of my mind. I don't really want to share it yet because it's just in the back of my mind. Imagine if the opportunity comes around to get a big client and um, and it's a, a big client and you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do it. And your partner's going, why? Like this guy, this client, we could have them for the next 10 years, right? And, and so you, your partner's running, why on earth would they not want this partner? And it's like, because in the back of their mind, the other partner, they want to be gone in five years. And so you see how these little things can trigger decisions that you make in your business. And, and then so, you lie more and more and more and more and more and more. Cause then the, the person says, well, why not? Then you come up with some nonsense reason instead of absolutely. just saying, you know what? I'm thinking about retirement. Yeah. And that, that, and that would protect them as well. Absolutely. Who knows? Maybe they want to retire too and they don't want to bring it up. <laughs> Who knows? Or it's like, really, you don't want to, man, I want to take this on. I want to put my kids in the business. Maybe we can start working on a succession plan then. And so we can still get this client and then we can figure out how to replace you. And, you know, it really is an ongoing, ongoing conversation and partners um, have to understand how important communication is it's the key it's the key and you can't just brush it under under the rug you've got to bring it out it's really it's essential 100 percent. now yeah. i'd be i'd be silly to not bring this up right now talk mm -hmm. about how you created a unicorn company so i i had start i had three businesses prior to starting trulio and each of those businesses i started with the same co-founder Stephen and I were best friends in high school, and we started our business right out of high school. So we had three, uh, we started three tech companies uh, throughout 10 years, all were successfully exited. That's and then wild. truly, That's yeah, wild. and then, yeah, yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> wild. We, found, we found a really niche market, right? Like uh -huh. we found a niche place that we fell into, both of us high school kids, neither of us went to college or university, but we found a need and we filled it. Like really, it's just your classic entrepreneurial. College and university is overrated. Thank you. I finished, Thank I you. finished high school. I didn't even pick up the diploma. Yeah. All I knew is I need to evolve educationally, at least with high school. Then I know yeah. how to write. I know how to read. 
Yeah. I knew I was smart. And then I created this craziness. Right. It, it, I mean, it's a new world. We're in a new world now. It's the ability to execute on an idea that is the new gold, is the new diploma. The, uh, the ability to see something that is out there and have actually the work ethic. That's, and it, that's it. That's it. You just said it right there. Work ethic. Work, work ethic. ethic. That's key. What are you Even to keep it up now, you need a work ethic. Say again. Say again. <laughs> Even to get a even to get a job, a good job now, you need a work ethic, which seems hard to believe, but it's hard you to always, like. So many people have no work ethic. Blows my mind. It's yeah. so hard to hire, and I don't even I don't even hire people. But anytime I do, it's like, oh my god, what they say they're gonna do and what they deliver. I'm like, I'm gonna shoot myself. This is crazy. I know. It's, it's, this is crazy. It's the plight right now. It's the I think plight. people need to over deliver. There's people that say you shouldn't over deliver. I think you should over deliver. At everything Absolutely. you do. When it's a lesson somebody, not being over taught. Deliver. Say it again. Yeah. It's a lesson not being taught to the this next generation. Any, any generation. I think we're we're in a, a place where we feel complacency is easy. I think we've had a really great run economically. So jobs have been plentiful. It's easy to hop to the next one and here and there, but it doesn't it doesn't allow people to flourish. I don't think there's something no. really satisfying about really doing well in a job hustling hard creating totally. things so you were you were saying you were fresh out of high school and when yeah. you were high school you were buddies with this person and you were work, doing yeah. stuff with him you got you guys got to to do some projects together or something got to acclimatize is that it yeah exactly yeah so school then and then and then we started three companies the all in the identity space tech space data-driven type businesses and then um and then after our third company, we sold it. We kind of shook hands and said, okay, well, that was great. And then um, Stephen said, you know what? I we had, we had an idea for another company. And he said, you know what? I'm going to head down to Silicon Valley. Um, let's experience that. And let's see what that's all about. So he headed down there um, and did the R&D on an idea that we had. I started a family. had two kids under two when we so officially cool. decided that we were going to start Trulio. And, um, you know, we were the classic, you know, pitched investors for almost a year and a half before we finally raised our seed round. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, hundreds, I mean, so I give Stephen the props because he would, what he would do is he was down in the valley yeah. and he would be pitching. I was upstairs running uh, up in Vancouver, running a small team, two, three engineers. With your we two kids? Up. Yeah, I had yeah, I had I had two kids as well that I was raising. Yeah, I was yeah, that's a whole other story. But but doing that and then whenever we had a bite with an investor in the valley, then I'd hop on a plane and I'd head down for the second interview. And then we would meet with the investors as a pair and continue on with the journey. And we would just do that for a year and a half until finally we were able to solidify our first round. And and then from there, from there it went and from there it grew. And I think what what we had to our advantage was um, obviously a um, a track record. We had built three companies together. When you talk to our first investor, he often says, "You know, I knew that they could handle the trials and tribulations of of the roller coaster ride of a of a, of a business startup." And you know, I, that that's where a lot of people mess up. Um, I always throw 
quote, the statistic that 65% of businesses are going to fail because of issues between the founders in some form or another. That's huge. That's more than, you know, running I, I, I would think it's more than 65. Easy. <laughs> Yeah, probably 10% weren't honest. <laughs> yeah, it's more, it's more, sure, right? And um, so, you know, I think that was what definitely... Because it's complex. Oh, My business partner and I, it's complex. And you have to, you have to know what you're good at. You have to know how to surrender things to the other person because yeah. they're just better at it. You have to know mm -hmm. how to do things together in a way that just flows. It's It's complex. And then Completely. as you're evolving, you make a couple of babies, things change. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Issues yeah. That come was, up. Somebody burns huge, out. Uh-huh. That was a huge yeah. shift for us. You know, we had, um, you know, we had done our first three companies together, but our last company, you know, life stage was a very different factor that got thrown in because I had a family on the side. Um, that really made it, for me, it was very difficult to be running starting doing a startup and running a family on the side. Really? Um, it's not easy. It was really, <laughs> I honestly, oh, that was a, that was a hard amount of years. Oh because it, just felt, it just felt a lot, right? But, you know, honestly, it's like I wasn't able to give a hundred percent when we were building this company because and that's normal. I was. And that's normal. And that's why it I is. a good partner. We didn't talk about that. So that was where it became, um, that was something that we probably could have done better. Um, yeah. We definitely could have done that better. For sure. And talk about that. And what is, what, how is this affecting our lives differently this time around? Mm. Yeah, definitely. You having a mm -hmm. partner. I, for, for me, I'm lucky. My partner and I, we know when we need to, I need to step back. Because I'm up, like I'm handling a lot of people. I'm doing a lot of crazy stuff here, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's too heavy. I'm deleting. I'm deleting. <laughs> I'm making the brain function more effectively. That's that's heavy work. Yeah. So sometimes she steps in. She's like, "You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You're going to focus on that." And sometimes I do the exact same thing. And it's like we don't even have to talk about it. I see her. I'm like, yeah. she's got too much on. I I do stuff. She sees me. She's like, he's got too much on. Well, you have nailed it. And that is, how do you balance trusting your partner to do their role and then at the same time work collaboratively? It's a balance, right? You have to be able to trust them to do what they're doing, but you also have to know what they're doing and be part of that conversation because you're in it together. So it really is a balancing act. And I think personality really? and character comes in big time. You can't understand something analytically, but if it's not part mm -hmm. of your, it's like you have to be more nurturing. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. if that's not in part of your character, you're going to learn how to be nurturing in this, in, in a business that's going to go south. Yeah. Do you, do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. It's like, it's like, it's like a marriage. It's like a relationship. It, it has the characters have to make sense. One of the things that I talk a big portion about in the book that I have is is about being intentional. It's the exact word. To me, intentionality is key. It's so utterly important. You actually have to get up every day and think of something that you can be doing to actually work on your partnership. Little stuff, little things, because um, it all adds up. 
And, and, and so you have to be intentional. It has to be, it has to be something that you make a priority. You can't just set it and forget it. You know, it's a little, a little earlier. You said you have to be authentic, define authenticity the way you, you know, the way you see it. When you're starting a company, you don't know all the answers. You can't. It's a new, it's a new regime. You're, you're charting unchartered territory and it's really, really difficult. Being authentic is being willing to say, I actually don't know the answer to this. Or man, I am overwhelmed right now because you will be overwhelmed. And being able to say, I'm, I'm stressed uh, and lean on your partner. But being authentic as well is being who you know you need to be in the sense that don't over rely on your partner. There's sometimes I've, I've, I've spoken and advised some founders where it's like my partner, he just wants, leans on me to do everything. Wait, sorry, and, say that again. Don't over rely on your partner. Oh my God. That's so true. Right. And just so know, can't. If, 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 can't, if anything, if anything, you have to try to, in a sense, do more so that they can, they will actually just step it up or they will step it down. They will know where they can be because sometimes you won't be able to do more and you actually have to tone it down or else burn up, burnout is on the side waiting for you, waiting to get you yeah. and you have to tone it down. And if they're doing the same thing, trying to, they could take the, the slack. A hundred percent. So there's two, there's two sides of that, right? So you just have to make sure that you're, you are holding up your side of that. And that comes down to expectations, right? So what, defining what is my role? What am I supposed to do? What time should I come to the office? I know we're business owners, you know, we can saunter in whenever we want to, but what is expected, right? Uh -huh. what, you know, if you keep sauntering in at noon, uh, even <laughs> if your work. work done, maybe that makes me feel really bad when I'm uh -huh. in there at eight, right? I got to uh -huh. open the door. It's not a big deal, but I got to open the doors in the morning every time. You, you know, should maybe just you stop should opening open. the door. <laughs> right so it's expectations need expectations need to be communicated mm -hmm. and so and that's when you go hey did you notice your list is a little smaller than mine mm -hmm. and it's okay maybe but at the same time hey maybe can i hand this over to you or maybe can we work to you taking this on right it's a balance and so that's where you, the authenticity comes in that's where the authenticity comes in yeah do you if you were to, if, if you were to say, if you were to, if you were to answer a question like, okay, why, why were you able to turn it into a billion plus dollar company? Why? I think it's because Steve and I, we just, we worked well together and I, and I, I could, I could break it down into all these other components, but I mean, it was a chess game. I mean, we, we, we whiteboarded a lot. Steve and I whiteboarded a lot. And what that, I know how we did that is it was like the chess game, right? Here's all the opportunities. Where could it go here? Okay. Then let's, and then if this happened, this, that, and this, and boom, that's the end there. Let's try this one. What do we do? We would play every possibility and we would run it through and then we'd look at the board and go, okay, that's the one we want. That's the one, the gameplay, but it never goes the way you want. So it's like we're constantly, we were constantly thinking seven, eight, nine steps out. And that's what's his and I style. And I think that was a huge 
advantage for us. Um, yeah. And that, again, was great communication. That was trust. Could You did this. If you do this, then I think we could do there. Oh, and then you do this. And, and I think that strategy, you know, I think if I have a skill set, it's, it's strategizing. I am very, very good at seeing multiple steps out. Steven is excellent, was excellent at taking that plan and keeping us on it, right? Because I can go everywhere. Can, <laughs> yeah, me too. Fucking everywhere. <laughs> anywhere, right? So he was great. It's like, no, let's, we're going down this road now. It's like, okay, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So that was where our, our synergy as a pair was, was, I think, exceptional. Yeah. Honestly. If, if I look right? back. If I look back and I remember the beginning of my business, when I said I'm going to turn my coaching company into a multi-million dollar company, yeah. and it was me, yeah. and that was all me. It was like, I'm crazy enough to do it. I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there. As the years evolved, after a certain point, I was like, okay, now this would be absolutely impossible without mm. her. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's true. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people can they can they could they could create great great things by themselves. And this actually brings back. Um, oh man, this is cool. I'm going back years, years back. I used to have a buddy, uh, big money, very very big money, and we used to hang out. And he used to look at my my coaching company and he says, "You know what? If you want to blow up, you need a partner." Hmm. He said, "If you want to create a multi million dollar company, you need." To find a partner, you need to find the right partner. Mm -hmm. And so that always stuck with me for years. And I remember one day when uh, I was at Olga's house and we're sitting down. And at this point, she, she's, she's, she's committed. She's doing stuff. And I'm seeing her character, right? She's very intelligent. Mm -hmm. she, she's, she's more the analytical. Um, she understands a lot of stuff that I don't, right? Her brain works complementary to mine. And I remember sitting on a, around a glass table and looking at her and w there was no money in this business. She just saw what I could do with people. I would, I would work sure. with people, light their eyes up. She would come. She's, I remember when she comes, she sees me and she says, you know, I know what you're doing when you're doing what you're doing to people. I say, why? Their pupils dilate. So when I'm coaching somebody, something happens and the pupils dilate. And I found mm -hmm. that very interesting. And so uh, anyways, I'm sitting at the table and it's been, I think it's been a, a year now, maybe a year, maybe, maybe a little over a year when I'm seeing her committed to creating mm. the, the coaching company to get big because she's seeing what I'm doing with people and she's inspired and she wants to make it worldwide. Yeah. We'd agreed on that before. And so at some point I just look at her and I say, partner. And she looks at her and she's like, what? I'm like, partner. She's like, what partner? I'm like, business partner. Be my business partner. She's like, I can't, I can't, I don't know how to be a business partner. Like, like, I can't do this. I'm like, you just, you just do exactly what you're doing. You're doing exactly what I need a business partner to be doing mm -hmm. and take this company to stratospheric places. And she thought I was kidding until I came over with a contract. Now, you, ha you have to remember, there is no money being made. <laughs> there is no money being made. I have, a con I have a contracting company and I coach people and I've been coaching people for a long time just as a contribution to the world to help people yeah. excel in life. Yeah. And she sees me and she sees that there's a contract. I'm saying, this is going to be yours. And just 
just do your thing. You're going to have a lifestyle. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things you get when you become successful, at least financially successful. It's the lifestyle. Absolute freedom. And I, and I said, you're going to get the lifestyle and you have to realize <laughs> there was no money. It was like, she just saw what I could do. Yeah. So she committed, she brought the time, she brought the effort. Now I am where I am. Would never been able, I would have been able to do the beginning first few years, no problem. But after that, it became so evident because I was clear in my mind, I, I could do all of this. At some point I was like, shit, I'm clear. I can't do this. Like if Absolutely. you weren't here and then she needed to hear that to understand. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sure. Hey, that's so important. this podcast too. I'll make her feel good. You know what, what you just said there. And I often talk when I'm talking to co-founders, I say, when was the last time you really complimented your co-founder? Mm. Wow. You really bring this to the table and I'm really grateful for you. And we don't hear that enough. You know, again, going back to the life of an entrepreneur, it's, it's a crazy. struggle. It's, it's a crazy. struggle. You're constantly riddled with doubt. You, you wonder if this, you, and then you got highs. You're like, man, I'm going to own this world. And then, the and then everything goes back down. <laughs> everything you're like, Oh, maybe I won't own the world. Maybe I'll own this small little shack somewhere, you know? And well, you're, you're, and that person there is your cheerleader. And sometimes you're going through this roller coaster together and you don't realize that that person beside you can be that one voice that goes, who actually genuinely knows what's happening behind the curtain and can say, even if it's all going rough, but man, look where we're, you're nailing it here, man, you're killing it here. You're doing awesome. And, and then them can, the reciprocity could be, yeah, you know, and you know, you're doing this and it's that authentic compliment from a person who genuinely knows what it's taking in that, in the trenches right there. It's so life-giving. And so I'm often telling people, you know, have you hugged your co-founder today? You know, it sounds cheesy, but it's like, man, like let them know you appreciate them and yeah. don't take them for granted. We do it with our family. We should be, be saying the same thing. Have you hugged your spouse? Have you hugged your kids? Have you hugged your sister, brother? You know, we should be saying that because we forget. We just take them for granted and we just... We, we get we get busy. And as entrepreneurs, something is, I, I from what I know, is man, we forget a lot of things we get we we get so zoomed in because we have a mission and we know it could go sideways. It, like the market could change. Yeah, anything can happen. The first yeah. time I hit uh, the, the first time I hit seven figures a long long time ago, we hit seven figures. I thought I was done. I was good. I made it. Yeah, everything went tumbling down again. The, the yeah. market changed. Life happened. Marketing changed. All of a sudden, I'm running, running again. I went yeah. from from oh my god, I'm so happy to hell this. Oh my god. And I was like, man, I'm going to live in the woods. I don't know how many times I said, man, I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a hustle. Which is Until why the- I'm such a proponent of partnerships, because it is going to be like that. Anyone who says it's going to be peachy forever is wrong. So if you can find somebody to run that race with, it's priceless. It's the greatest asset your company will ever have. It's the greatest asset your company what do you think, will what ever have. What do you have. think the number one thing? What what do you what do you, let's say there's only one thing you gotta look for? For me, I would say personality personality and character. I, I would just put them together. I would say the personality and character have to match. They have to go side by side and they have to work. Mm-hmm. What is what is the one thing you would say to look for in a partner? So we interestingly <laughs> so interestingly, we actually have 
we created a product, a self-assessment product, because you're asking the perfect question right now. If I can get somebody before they even find someone, as I say, the first thing you genuinely need to do is look at the, know yourself, know your situation. And because a lot of times you get people who are like, for example, like I was in tech, my presumption would be my co-founder should be a software engineer. It just makes sense. I build tech companies. Mm-hmm. You would, that would be a natural person, a skill set, or a restaurateur thinks they need the chef, right? Yeah. Um, but there are so many other factors. So I wouldn't just say it's personality. It could, it could very well be, again, the key important person is I need somebody who's going to be available on a, on a full time basis because I have to have, I have this obligation on the side. So I need somebody who's going to be full time or I need somebody who is detail oriented because I'm high big picture. I need someone who can rein me in. Um, or I, I'm, I'm blitzing some sort of sales product. I really need somebody with a massive marketing background. And when you go through this assessment, you're able to really pinpoint maybe three to five key factors because maybe personality doesn't matter, but maybe there are other factors that do. And so you can prioritize what's essential. And, and sometimes it's like skill set, sometimes it's personality. You know, sometimes it's um, if you have issues with conflict, you know, um, you know, how do you handle conflict? You know, maybe if you're off the charts in one way, you need someone who can bring you down. Maybe you're crazy risk adverse. You have a great idea, but you're terrified of risk. You need someone who can come in who's open to. How do you, how do you run a business if you're terrified of risk? How, how do you become an entrepreneur if you're terrified of risk? That doesn't sound. Oh my you God. know what? You're going to get a heart attack. Couple, and what they do is they, they, they run into a quick and easy, awesome idea and it succeeds and it kind of starts to go. And then it's like, oh my God, I, I, I should expand. And, and, and the first part was so easy that the next stage of their business needs somebody else who can take it on, who has a different mind frame. So I have met incredibly right adverse entrepreneurs but oftentimes it's because they stumble successful. in on a business idea <laughs> yeah. successful yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but their status quo they, they got the business up fast and it's been running uh-huh. like this uh-huh. but it's like all of a sudden i have to grow or i have to change and it's like oh maybe i bring in a partner well yeah bring in a partner who doesn't who's who's open to malleability mm, love it right yeah so not nowadays yeah. You're doing good. You you, you 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 turned right now. You're doing something a little bit different. You got the book out. Is it out? It is. Yeah, it's a pre-order on uh, till March. Mm-hmm. It comes out officially March second, but you can order the audio book now. Got it. So, why did you do it? <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Because I know you're. Because I, 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 of course, you're great at that. You understand it. But why did you do it? I truly believe that entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs and free enterprise is the foundation of a strong economy, a strong nation. I think it's so, I think entrepreneurs are the backbone. They bring innovation. They make jobs. They, they, they are the dreamers of our society. And I truly, truly believe that that is an important key component. And in my looking around in life, I feel like in some ways this, idea that I want to strive more than most so I can get more than most is Mm -hmm. vilified. 
I really think so. It, I think it's if say, I more, yeah, I think if people yeah, I, I say, don't know, I don't know why, I, I would agree, it, it is vilified, but it's vilified with people that 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 aren't willing to do what it takes. Like I did crazy things to create this. Well, that's right? it. I had to go through it, but then some people are not willing, and then they they come up with bullshit excuses inside their head to to make other people feel bad, but they try to make me feel bad for winning. Fuck no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So I so I wanted to uplift that. I wanted to get that message out, and I was trying to think about what it is that I could offer uniquely. Um, and that was oftentimes I would get approached by startup founders or founders and businesses saying, hey, how did you navigate this in your partnership? You've been in a partnership for two decades. How have you done it? And I started to realize that if I could help these founders, I mean, I had founders who weren't talking to each other. They were talking through their office manager. Like, I don't <laughs> literally like on big companies where I'm like, oh, gosh, this is bad. Oh, yeah. This is bad. So um, if I could help the foundation be better in these businesses than entrepreneurship can flourish. So this to me is my stage of my life from success to significance. And this is how. I'm mm. So, Oh, that's nice. I like that from success to significant. You just coined that. Mm -hmm. Somebody no, already coined that. I stole so, it. Uh, I stole okay. it. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's always the foundation. It's always people ask me, how do I change the culture of my company? Mm -hmm. Very simple. Yeah. As a CEO, change, yeah. change yourself. Absolutely. And then there's a trickle down effect. You'll make a lot more money. You'll make better acquisitions. You'll, everything will just get better if you work on yourself. The entire book is uh -huh. about changing you because you can't go to your business partner and say, hey, by the way, this is what it is. It has to, it, it has to be you changing first. You saying, hey, I want to update you more on what I'm doing. So I'm going to send you an email every week about what it is that I'm doing. And then that starts to come out. And then the likelihood of your co-founder then saying, hey, I'll update you too, because this has been helpful for me. Let me do reciprocity here, right? But it's starting with you, you doing the actions that need to happen, and then your partner will likely come along. That's all you can do. You yeah. can't force them to do it. It's so very it comes powerful to work on yourself. You work on yourself, you could achieve incredible, incredible things. Plus your entire life gets better. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> just become become a better listener. Your life changes. Become a better communicator. Life changes. Become happier. Life changes. Totally. And everybody around you changes. That's the biggest and then, thing. And when you change, everybody changes. Yeah. And when you change, you drop. It makes it easy for, for the ego to disappear because you let it. So it's easier for other people to step on board because you've done the changes. Ego is another huge thing that you, you really have to keep under wraps. Really important. I, I, th I think you just have to have a healthy ego. I think ego is beautiful if it's healthy. You got you got True. a healthy ego. Right. Yeah, right. You have a I big ego. Change. I have a gigantic yeah. ego. Yeah. It's huge. It's so big. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good healthy one. It, it, talks, healthy it, it talks about how amazing I am. It talks about how amazing people are. Yeah. It talks. So it's so funny. People like JP, like, what, what do you think about being humble? I'm like, fuck being humble. Instead, know your worth and help other people's worth be elevated. Talk Absolutely. about how amazing you are. Oh, I was doing a talk once at uh, in Vancouver. I was doing yeah. a talk at uh, Highcroft Women's University something a few years okay. back. And I remember I asked everybody, I said, how many people here have kids? They raised their hand. And I said, okay, keep your hands elevated if you, if you want your kid to be proud and talk about how amazing he is. Hmm. Or she, everybody's hand stays up. 
I say, okay, now keep your hands up if you are comfortable talking about how amazing you are. Mm. I don't, I don't remember hands being left up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you're trying to teach your kid to be proud. Mm-hmm. You, you see the. Totally. Yeah. You work on yourself. Everything changes. What, what's, what's next for you? What's your big plan? Actually, you know what? What's missing in your life right now? What's missing in my life right now? I'm interestingly, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a business partner. I'm looking for a business partner for a, a subset of my business. So, Interesting. so I myself are on, on the, I am myself on the, on the lookout for and why, why do you want a business partner? Do you want more time for yourself or. You know what? I want to offload the stuff that I don't like and don't, um, I know my strength is not there. Yeah. It's the detail side of things. So we're going to be, we're putting together events. So retreats, team building retreats for co-founders basically is what it is. So you come in, you learn about communication. We help you with vision planning. We throw incredible founders and their origin stories, how they handle their struggles. It's it's like a whole weekend uh, to be built. And and um, it, I think it's going to be incredible. No, nobody's really doing it. So we're going to be doing that. And I am not a logistics person. So can you imagine me trying to handle everything necessary to run an incredible conference? No, you can't imagine that because it wouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) so I but it's going to be a massive segment of our business. And so I want to find somebody who's incredible at that space, who gets who has the same passion that I do and um, yeah, and do that. So that's what I'm missing right now. and I'm I'm, I'm taking the, a page from my own book, running uh-huh. through the process, talking, <laughs> trying to find that person, and I'm just going through it right now, um, and enjoying that, you know, meeting enjoying people and, and brainstorming. Yeah. So, so that is that what's next for you? That's a, the next for this for for the co-founders hub. So the company is the co-founders hub. Mm-hmm. Um, we have resources and tools for founders to build stronger partnerships. Um, and that's my focus right now. I'm doing the book tour, doing promotion. And you, got the, for the book. and you got the retirement hovering in back of the head. You know, I don't want the, I want this to be my rich. I'm 46 years old. I can't, I'm not out to pasture now. So I, what do I want to do in my mind? I'm like, what am I doing for the next 10 years? And what do I love? This was literally the conversation when I was leaving Trulio. I said, what do I want to do? I said, I love travel and I love public speaking. Mm. Okay. What are you going to do? Okay, well, I love, what am I going to talk about? I can talk about entrepreneurship with every other person on the planet who's talking about Uh it. But what is my niche? My niche is my experiences as a co-founder for over two decades. And then from there, it became, and my experience from interviewing hundreds of co-founders and their partnerships, what made them succeed or fail. That's my unique thing. So now I can just go around and I can share the story and help founders build stronger partnerships. And that's what's next for me. And I want to do that properly over the next, 10, 15 years. And Amazing. Then we'll talk. 10, 15 years. Yeah. Then we'll talk about the next phase. I'm ha- I can, I can <laughs> think that far. I can think How, that far. Your, your kids are teens now, right? Uh, Almost? 13, four, 13 and 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're boys, right? Yeah. And do I want them to get in business with me? That's the next book. How do you handle family business when you're in partnership with your family? Do I want oh. my kids to run my business? No, I don't. Sheesh, I would say a big no. Yeah, no. I would say, no, I don't know. It's a nightmare. Statistically, it tears families apart. 
Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine. My God. Definitely. We want our kids, right? Because we have, this is our passion. You know, our businesses are our babies as well. So we have our mm-hmm. third baby, in my case, my third baby. And oh man, I love my, all my babies to work together. But it just gets awkward. Yeah, no, no, I would say, I, I would vote no. You try, right? It just, it's it's a tricky, tricky thing. There's so many other dynamics. So. Listen, I, I loved our talk. It was, it was fun. fun. It was so easy. I got yeah, to relax. Really... Got to, got to yeah. look at your bags. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I realize I got to change the light. I have to change the light a bit. See here, it's too. No, no, it looks it's great from over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's Listen, a lot of luck fun. With your, good luck with your next stage. Good Thank luck you. for looking for a new find, finding a new founder. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. And I wish you the best and a lot of fun. Thank you. You too. I hope our paths cross next time you're in Vancouver. Come, let's go. We got, we're foodies, my husband and I. So we'll, I hate that term. (laughs) Absolutely. We love food. uh, Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, he he makes good food. I know. I know. Oh man. Yeah. You must eat delicious things all the time. I do. <laughs> I do. It's 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 pros and cons. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, it's pros and cons. I get it. I get it. But it's okay. I think you're winning. You're winning. Okay. Thank, thank you so much. Be excellent. Yes. Talk to you later. Thanks. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Omnipotent Podcast. The Omnipotent is a process of rapid evolution that allows you to increase your cognitive abilities while enhancing your emotional state. Becoming superhuman in the real sense of the word. You can find this podcast, as well as more detail about The Omnipotent, at theomnipotent.com. Visit theomnipotent.com today to understand what a supercharged version of your life would look like. Subscribe to listen to the upcoming episodes with our incredible guests. We will bring you more deep and eye-opening conversations with some of the most interesting people in the world. Follow Jean-Paul on Instagram at the.omnipotent.life and feel free to reach out if you want to know more.